We pay homage to Olo Dumare, the creator of the universe. Homage to the totality of... Our Falola. 
Ia Awafalola. She she is the founder, and we continue to thank her for allowing us this platform to share with you. And the production is now operated by her daughter, Imani Dawson, and our wonderful producer and engineer, Kenneth Jones. We are very excited about the endless opportunities that we see in our future together, and we want to thank both of them. Great things happen when great minds converge. That is correct. Great things happen when great minds converge. So just to give everybody a, uh, a, a history of how this actually began, I'm going to let my uh, beautiful wife, Monique, give you the update on how this all began. Go ahead, Monique. Well, the foundation of this show is based on a book, The Superior Power of Black America, and it's written by my husband, Daryl. There are three major points that this book discusses, and that's self-help and self-sufficiency, and the fact that the black community has the ability to eliminate resources such as food stamps, general assistance, and government handouts. We that's, better good. that's good news, you all. Yes. We don't need yes. that stuff, and it's, it, it serves as a hindrance mm-hmm. to our progress in, in any in any any way you look at it, because you can't receive food stamps if you make a certain amount of money. So you have to stay below a standard in order to even receive those programs. Who needs them? We don't. Go ahead, Ms. Monique. Okay, so this book also discusses the need for for unity and self-love and pride in our black culture, and we must study African history, and I say study African history in order to draw from the power within our heritage. Also, gaining knowledge of the importance of what our productivity and spending contribute to our economy. The only way of our of controlling our wealth is by becoming informed of, of how, how we, we spend, spend and, where, and we spend. where we spend. Our wealth must benefit us. So mm-hmm. this book has also developed into a movement called T-SPEBA. We call it the betterment of self, guys, where black people can join and build wealth in unity. Now, so when we talk about uh, our wealth and our spending, our productivity and our spending, it turns out that we spend collectively as a nation of black individuals or black people, uh, we spend $1.1 trillion a year. So if we spend $1.1 trillion a year, my question to all of us is, why are we not all living like millionaires? The least that we should be is wealthy supervisors and managers. There's no reason for uh, a group of people, uh, 42 million people, to be able to generate $1.1 trillion in spending annually and not live like a millionaire. How can you spend like a trillionaire and not live like a millionaire? And so our first topic today uh, discusses people. It discusses people in, in, in debt. Uh, so the question that we ask, everyone asks, uh, the, the, the first question, which is very important, is why should I join SPEBA? Okay, so, yeah, I'm expecting anyone to ask us that question. Uh, SPEBA is an organization, so we, we want to know, why should, I, why should I join SPEBA? So if you know anything about consumers and producers, well, this is really going to tickle your fancy because Daryl has it in a breakdown that will help you better understand what we're all about. Go ahead, Dee. Well, first explain what you mean by consumers and producers. Uh, many well, of us are not what? aware of what that actually means. It's called the food chain, right? Okay. So, so consumers are those who just consume products and uh, services. That That is a... That's that's us. That's who we are. We're consumers. Well, producers. Producers are, for instance, if, if you're in a food chain and you have a pool, a pond, if you will, in the bottom of this pond there is algae. Right. Right? So fishing in that pond, you have the fish. And let's just say you Surviving have... Surviving in that pond, right. there's a fish. Let's, let's say you have a swamp. Turtles. Right, turtles and swans and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the producer is the algae. Okay, so in other words, producer is the is the is the it's substance. It's the pr- actual producer is the product. Producer, and that's what produce comes from, product. And so we as consumers consume the products. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Spiba, T Spiba is the product. Is the producer. 
It is a producer of a product that we as consumers will uh, eventually wind up benefiting from. So let's get back to the topic. First topic today is why should I join SPIBA? So I wrote down a couple of answers and questions, and I think Monique uh, may agree with me, but for all my listeners, you are welcome to call in and definitely uh, ask the same question. Yeah, or before we ask that question, for, you, for those of you that probably don't know, we're in Texas, right? I just have one question for the host. Is the air on? Because <laughs> it's, it's hot in the studio. It's not that hot in here. Anyway, the first question is, why should I join Spiba? So, here's the first answer. T. Spiba is a producer that if anyone would invest, if you invest in it, you would do well in your investment because it is a producer. It cannot; it's not a consumer, and so it can't be. Con, it, it can't just be used up. It is a, a producer that continuously produces what we as consumers will always need. So that's one reason. You would be a member of a 10 million member strong organization that generates 250 million dollars a month. This is the reason why you you should join SPIPA. You would be a member. Okay. T SPIPA provides economic resources that you may grow your wealth. It is a nationwide conglomerate. That's one that's another reason why you should join SPIPA. T SPIPA is a network of social resources and like minded people <coughs> excuse me working together for a common cause. The betterment of self. That's another reason why you should join SPIVA. T. SPIVA sponsors and funds self-help programs in every black community across America, none to be excluded. It's another good reason. T. SPIVA sponsors and funds educational and training programs for academic redevelopment of all age groups. That means seniors that need to go back to school, uh, 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 you know, uh, mature people that need to go back to school, that need to enhance their education to get better jobs, young people who need better jobs, even first start people who need to first get into school from kindergarten. We fund that. That is what this program is all about. T. Spiva also sponsors and funds neighborhood cleanup and watch programs. We are dedicated to creating a safe clean environment for our seniors and children. That's a really good reason why you should be a part of SPIVA. And the last reason that I that I came up with is you should join Teach SPIVA for your own benefit. There are no other organizations created for the betterment of the black community. Now, Ms. Monique is going to read the second part to this first question. And the second part to the first question is, what do I personally gain by supporting T. Spieber. And here you go, Ms. Monique. You want to go ahead and take that? You'll gain financial freedom. The freedom to invest with the super company behind you. Okay. You become a part of a networking system, second to none, where like-minded people come together under one purpose. You participate in the creation of jobs in your neighborhood with youth as a, youth as a focus. You participate in securing your environment with police training programs geared to attract the so-called gang member. You participate in our financial independence where we no longer require full stamps or government handouts of any kind. You become a promoter of the self-love, self-awareness campaign for all Americans of African descent. You can become the next entrepreneur in your area as a member of the T-Speeble Financial Services Group. Okay, now, go ahead. Okay. No, 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 no. So those are reasons why you need to join. These are the benefits that you're going to receive you'll be a part of a huge organization. And let me tell you something. This organization, when you got 10 million people coming together under one, one, under one atonement, you can actually move mountains. You can create environments that uh, we beg our uh, mayors and our congressmen and our uh, you know, presidents to help us create in our neighborhood, the black neighborhood. We, we're constantly asking for economic development in our neighborhood. It, to me, it would seem that if there are economic development, 
there won't be time for people to be standing around. If there is, if there, is there won't be time for people standing around gang, <coughs> gang banging and, and, and carrying on. Here, Miss Monique, help me out with this. So what we're talking about is your opinion on why you think people should, born, should join people. Why should your friend join people? <coughs> well, you know, there, there are so many reasons why. And um, one of the main reasons why is because I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sick and I'm tired of asking the question, especially at my job, when I meet new people. So what brings you here? And they're not people of African descent or African-American descent. They're people of other races. And they say, oh, I just got out of school and a job was offered to me here. Oh, well, where, where are you working? Oracle. Or I'm working at Facebook. Or I'm working at Google. You know, for some reason we don't have that advantage. But with SPIBA, with T-SPIBA, the superior power in black America, we open up that advantage. We create so those avenues. We, we create those avenues. And so when you generate $250 million a month, you have that option. Go ahead. Well, yeah, that, that that's true. But then there there's this, the part of it that, that says that, you know, you definitely want the opportunity to be available not only for yourself but for your children and your nieces and your nephews and your cousins and your aunts. And people lead by example. So if they see you joining an organization such as FIBA and they see that it's working for you, that attracts more people. That attracts the building of wealth. I want to see my people, and this is so funny because I'm a music person, and uh, Kindred and the Family Soul has a – new song called I Want All My People. And and uh, that's what I want. I want all my people around me feeling good, eating good, having money, prospering, having money in their pockets, able to use credit, use, it, use their credit ability and build it. I am really excited about the fact that Daryl and I have discovered a new avenue for T-Speba, and I'm going to let him discuss that avenue um, and how what, what we discovered that we could do. If any of you have heard of um, a company called Ing Direct, uh, we've been investigating that, and we're we're going to, we're going forward with uh, the Superior Power in Black America Foundation Financial Foundation, and is is taking us in this direction. So we're really excited about what's happening. So I'm going to let him. You okay? You okay? Okay. So, uh, here's before I get into that, I, I, I want to add a caveat to that. I, I I was tuned in to Oprah Winfrey Network, and you know this young black girl started off as coming from a small town. Greenleaf. Okay, Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. She from a small town, and she exploded. Well, today now you everybody knows her history, but today she oh. has a network called OWN. Now it spells, it's the acronyms for Oprah Winfrey Network. But if you think about the deity in it, Oprah Winfrey Network, OWN, also spells O-E-O-W-N, own, own your own, own your own. This is what Oprah Winfrey is all about. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about what you were watching. I apologize for that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. This is what she's all about. And when I was looking at her program, I noticed that she is she is not stuck in producing programs that just portray black people as slaves or uh, back in the day or uh, drug dealers or gangbangers or anything like that. She's bringing the picture all the way Full circle. Now she's got a new program that portrays, portrays black people as wealthy, wealthy black people. So the reason why I think that's divine is because in the beginning, there was only one man, the original man. The original man was supposed to rule the earth, 
replenish the earth, subdue it, and replenish it. Till the land. So that's who we are. We're owners. O-W-N. Owners. Oprah Winfrey got that right. Even It's even in her name. That's how deep that is. So what Monique was talking about is uh, is an avenue <clears throat> that we are investigating about. Hold on one second. Hold on. We're investigating. I'm sorry. He's having a little bit of technical difficulty. Um, allergies are really foul out here, so he is, he's catching it with them. But we're talking about paralleling our financial foundation with the same guidelines and standards as a credit union. And we'd already discussed that. We'd already mentioned that to you before. But it would be our credit union. If you go to the T. Spiba website at www.tspiba.com, you, you can see it. You will be able to see it. That's what we're supposed to be reading. Okay. And, and the T. Spiba Financial Services Plan talks about the superior power in black America being a new financial foundation created to exist and operate similar to a neighborhood federal credit union, differing on the premise that T-SPEBA Financial Services has been created to serve as your community-funded and insured credit union. Take ownership of that. Yeah, we're going to take, take ownership, ownership of it. T-SPEBA is, is the superior power in black America, not white America. This is your uh, credit union. It's built, it's created for you. Our mission is to ensure that the African-American community collectively unites, becoming independent of an economy of exclusion and maintaining our very own community of inclusion. In unison, we will utilize our superior power in building wealth, promoting education, and sharing resources and uplifting the black community. Now, some of the services uh, that we will have are going to be um, accessible branches, but that won't come for a while. We're going to start off online, and we'll be dealing with an app. We'll also be dealing with a lot of online banking where you can deposit or transfer funds. Uh, you can do credit card balance transfers, investment in IRAs, membership points, rewards and awards. You can get loans for autos, business, investment loans, educational and home loans, uh, neighborhood cleanup and revitalization grants, and youth policing and training grants. Members can manage their account at those locations when they open, but they will be using an app mm -hmm. and, and, and online service and online services to start out. We're it's gonna see convenient. we're gonna see how it is more more convenient, but we're gonna see how that works because the generation of walking into banks is almost we, we had this discussion last night. It is almost just not there. Well, it, it is. Still want well, you know what? It, it, but it's, it's changing, which yeah. is why they, which is why they've created these apps where you go into the grocery store, you pay for your grocery with your phone, mm -hmm. and your phone is your your phone app is the app is connected to your bank, and you know some people like it, some people don't, but it's extremely convenient, and I don't mind that, um, <clears throat> and that's what I, I would like to see, and I know that we discussed having that as a part of it. Our goal is to obtain, of course, our 10 million member organization of investor shareholders and profit sharers. Our members are everyday people like me and you. As investors, we'll create the fastest-growing financial institution in America. I know it sounds like a dream, but you know what? It's not. This is something, it's a vision, and this is something that we can do and, and have individuals understand that we're strong, we can do this, there will be no buyouts, we're not interested. What we want is to protect our money and to invest our money in our own communities. We want to help each other. We want to help with credit. We want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity and that they're not excluded. I'm talking about those young men that are on the street trying to figure out how they're going to get, well, get, a, get, a, get a job because they've experienced those three strikes and now they're home. If you're a felon, you, everything is affected, jobs, housing, Education. Yeah, you you can't even rent an apartment. You you're you're a felon and you're trying to rent a rent an apartment. You're going on a straight and narrow. You're doing good. You got you you got your CDL. You're working for a company. Yes, you can get a CDL if you've been a felon. I mean that's one of the easiest things to do. You just can't get a hazmat endorsement. However, you you want to get a nice place, but instead you're reduced 
They to live back in, to the hood. To live in the hood. Okay. And so it's a it's a perpetual will. You know, if you're a felon, you come out of jail and everything is against you again. And so you wind up going back to prison. Now, funds made and opportunities created will remain within the black communities in many forms, such as business loans and grants, home loans and grants, building new schools, hiring teachers and counseling, counselors that are aware of disadvantages in the black communities, creating grocery co-ops. That's my favorite part because I'm tired of every time I get paid. The one thing that we as women do is go to the grocery store, and we are in Walmart, and we're giving H-E-B our money, and we're giving Jewel and Dominic's and Randall's and Piggly Wiggly. We're giving them our money, but they're not doing anything for us. And, and that's, that's, that is what SPIPA is all about. It's redirecting some of our spending back to the black community and then rebuilding but those communities. Exactly. Now, it's not just that, but... You know, when we look back at the, the, the Black Wall Street, and that's the part where I, I, I said, you know what, I want to assist black lawyers in hanging their own shingles because it's hard. You know, it's still the good old boy network everywhere you look. That's right. You know, and black doctors opening offices and revitalized communities. You know, you know how many people are saying, I, I, the other day, my mother's on Medicare, and I go to pick up her nebulizer from a company called AeroCare. And they say... No, because it's public information. And they told me, we're sorry we lost our bid with Medicare, just like the people that uh, did those motor chairs. You know the motor chairs? They lost their bid. They lost their contract with Medicare. So they're no longer supplying the nebulizers. And, quote, unquote, you'd have to find someone else. You know, we don't need to experience that. That's right. Not if we're spending money. And, yes, granted, you know, some people are using benefits because it is hard. Right now, I'm switching careers, and my biggest issue is I could walk out of that job tomorrow, but I need I need my insurance, so I'm freaking out. And she is freaking out, y'all. I am freaking out. I can't even sleep at night. I'm like, okay, I can't leave this job now. I got to have insurance. How am I going to work both? You know oh, my what? God, you know. And excuse me for my voice. and I'm, I, I got a cold or something's going on with my throat, but in any case, my wife is, she's stuck on this insurance thing, but guess what? The reality is, we pay through the nose for the insurance that she pays for me. Just for me, my wife pays $300 out of her check just for me a month. And we still have co-pays every time we go. And then we still get billed. Every time we go to the doctor. You know, it's funny because we I, I was rushed to the hospital not too long ago and uh, <clears throat> because it was my blood pressure. And the funny thing about it is the nurse that's short. The nurse came in. You don't want it. Yeah. The nurse came in, and the nurse said, um, okay, and, and the social worker came in, and she said, okay, so, you know, your bill is going to be $3,000 for a visit. And what happened? And, and I flipped out. I was like, well, $3,000. Just to come into this door? And they was like, well, yeah, that's what we charge. But we could like, recode it, and if we recode it, then that brings it to? $600 for the visit. And I, we was like, well, recode it then. Thank you so much. And then we get the bill so in. guess what? We get the bill. They didn't recode anything. Our bill is over $3,000. We stayed in that. We went to the emergency room. We were in there for about 40 minutes, and they racked us up a $3,000 uh, bill to give my wife an aspirin, because that's all she got. It wasn't nothing wrong with her. She was mostly anxiety, and she was more mostly afraid that things, something was going on, but there was nothing. Now, they did some tests, granted, you know, they did some tests, and I, I, I can certainly appreciate that because we got but that's bill, But that's built separately. But they but, were just saying for walking in the door. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was our copay. Right. No, our car pay was $100. Was it $100? Mm-hmm. The bill was I thought $1. they were saying we was going to pay that. I was no, like, no, they want us to pay the $3,000. The co pay is what we pay. And they said, do you have that now? No, I don't have that now. I'm not paying $100. But anyway, T-Speeba <clears throat> um, is uh, the foundation that will create jobs by funding the startup of new businesses in black communities. We'll also provide job training and education and provide employment services and preparing members of our communities and obtaining employment in competitive environments. Now, my husband wants to go back to 
assisting black lawyers in hanging their own shingles and black doctors opening offices and revitalized communities. Now, there's a reason for that. Not just because of the medical bills. Not saying that they're going to work for free. No, they're not going to work for free. But, you know, to have those black doctors in your community, you know that not only will you be treated fairly financially or economically, but you'll be getting the results that you need. And, because you know, they, and this may they, be a trust issue, too. Right. You, you know, know. Because, because they will be highly qualified. The thing about it is, I know people now, and myself included, that would prefer to go to a black doctor, a black gynecologist, a black uh, oncologist, a black, any doctor (laughs) that's a black dentist, you know, versus going to somebody that's going to to tell you, for instance, my, my doctor said to me, have you gone to see this doctor yet? No, I haven't. Well, hurry up, hurry up and call. I'm like, why? Is there something wrong? No, we just want to make sure you're on the books. On the books. What does that mean? That you pay You know, on the books. <laughs> so, on the books. Yeah, you're paying. You, we want to get you logged in. So, that's that 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 is my issue as well. Uh, but here's here's a question to all of you. Why why can't we have that uh, jewelry store in the black neighborhood? Why can't some of our so-called gang members police the neighborhood and protect that jewelry store? And, you know, we're paying them to do that. But you know what? That's in economic development. In the right type of community, in a community like that, I personally would not start something like that. But what I would do... And this is, this is my opinion. We're just not really for sure. with our opinion. For sure. That's part of it that I would not do. What I would do is give them training on security. Give them training on, on, on policing. You know, um, policing is is not just a, a private thing. There's nothing private about it. It's very public. So it would have to be something uh, to do with security. Because when you start talking about policing, you're talking about Local government. Sure, sure. You know, I'm talking all, about inclusion, though, baby. Is what I'm, what I'm know, speaking about. I know, I know, and I, I'm getting, I'm getting, inclusion. I'm getting at that. But the atmosphere of inclusion would be to also have the people that are in these neighborhoods feeling safe that's, about that's the whole point about the choice that we're making. So we're talking about giving guidance to those young people that. Look and, and it would have answer. to be the young people that want that guy. Yeah, yeah. They, they're looking for an answer. They're looking for a way to better themselves. But every time they go somewhere, the door gets slammed in their face. Same way with me. I went, I, I, I've been a, a entrepreneur ever since I can remember. I had, when I was 12 years old, I started a car wash, me and my brother. So I am now 61, and I'm still creating businesses. But every time I go to a bank, Bank of America, Chase, whoever, for a business loan, they flat out turn me down. First is we don't have the money. Second, you need to go talk to a score counselor. Third is you your scores don't qualify. So let me say this to you. Why would you spend your money at a bank that has already crossed you out? That's my position. I don't want to go back to Bank of America. That's why I'm a member of a, a credit union right now. They don't feed me to death. They give me the loans that I need. They help me bring my credit, my credit score up. The credit union uh, helps in so many more ways than an average bank that it just makes sense to have a credit union in your back pocket. Now, most people haven't got converted from credit union to to from banking from to, bank credit, to union. credit union. But this is what SPIBA is designed after. <clears throat> T. SPIBA is not unlike a credit union with these superior services for their consumers. I'm very happy with my credit union. That's the reason why I want to create one. And so the second part of our topic today is defining SPIBA, T. SPIBA. It's the defining of teach people. We just want to stay in the vein and make it clear to everybody what we're doing, why we're doing it, and why why it's important to us. Guess what? If you want to be wealthy, then 
The best way to become wealthy is to help a lot of people because they will make you wealthy. And so if all you want is to make a lot of money, then you have already lost the battle of becoming wealthy because guess what? The true joy is in the giving. It's not in the receiving. And if you're giving, then you're going to receive. That's according to the Bible. Don't you think that's true? Yes, I do. And, you know, I'll tell you, when it comes down to wealth building, there's quality in wealth building. You know, you can open up a business. You can open up T-Spiba, open up an office. That office doesn't have to look like junk, trash, a little old dusty place. You know, we can open up banks. They don't. It's quality. The products that you get in our grocery stores don't have to be that of a meat market. The quality, right. right? The quality that that we provide, the the business, the service that we provide. That's another standard that we're going for. That's why we're training it. We're going to be educating the individuals, and we're going to try our hardest to make sure that they understand that serving your own people is way more important than serving anyone of another culture because the people of your own race are the first ones to be very critical of you. They're looking for you to mess up. That's you, true. They walk in the door and they say, okay, I'm going in a black business. Let's see if Samika's going to have an attitude today. Or they walk in a restaurant and they say, oh, let's see if the floor is sticky and it smells like sour milk in here. You know. Or the, the waitress is dragging around what you need. Popping that gum, rolling your, that eye. Bring your standard up. You know, and this is why I was so impressed with Oprah Winfrey's new show. This is a show about but it's drama. It's drama. It's drama. It's, it's drama. about it's about the, the church. But when you see the, the visuals, when you mm-hmm. see the visuals, and every you know everything is uh, upscale. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's upscale. That is our true position. If you think about it, if you think about it seriously, we are thirteen percent of the population. Our 13% of the population is spending $1.1 trillion. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If it's a pyramid type, if it's a if it's a triangle. You're not doing nothing that's like a pyramid now. Just don't say pyramid. Just don't say that word. I don't, you Let know, me I don't finish that. I'm, a, I'm allergic to pyramids. Okay. So if it's a triangle, and so at the very top of that triangle, it's really, it, there's, a, there's a small amount of people that is at the very top. The very top of the triangle, when you talk about economics, in, here in America, you got the Oprah Winfrey's, you got the Mitt Romney's, you got the uh, George the Bushes and the Clintons and all of those. That is the 1% of people in America. Those are the richest of the rich. Okay? So then you come down a little bit further in the triangle. And you have the Tyler Perry. And then you have the you Tyler have the Perry's. And then the, you they're have the still, people like that. Okay. They're, the 5%, they are still the richest of the rich. Well, you come down on that triangle just a little bit further, and you reach the 10%. These 10% are still very, very wealthy people. They're, they're, they're millionaires 10 times over. So then you come down a little bit in the triangle, and because we are 13% of the population, our rightful place is the 13%. And because we're spending $1.1 trillion, our rightful place is already among the, 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 the richest of the rich. Now, see, I'm going to go deep on you because, mm-hmm. you know, go I, deep and on. I, and I love this conversation, but, you know, i got to get my personals in there. Mm-hmm. You guys know me very well by now. This is our 18th episode. By the way, happy 18th episode anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to tell you, I had a conversation today with a Caucasian woman at my job. Oh. Yeah. Matter of fact, she stopped by the house this week. She stopped by the house this week, and and, and she she said, you know, she the white people that are my friends, they don't treat me like the blacks. <laughs> and then she calls me today, and she says, Mo, I'm taking a picture of a dark skinned black man. How can I keep his picture from being dark? And every time she talks now, I want to cringe. But I just look at her and smile and respond to her questions. I don't hang up when she asks me because she's an older woman and her mind is still in Bridgeport in Chicago because that's where she's from. Well, she's still a hick. 
In other words, y'all. <laughs> don't, she, no, no, no. Keep it clean. That, keep that it clean. clean. She's keep still it in it clean. And she's so much of a hick that she don't even know it. Keep you it know, it's clean. just embedded but in it's, her. It's not just that. So we had a discussion today with a couple of African Americans, and she was there, and she was like, yeah. And she was like, you know, I'm just sick of this. I hope, I hope he does. I hope Trump does get in office and build a wall. <laughs> Tired of these people and. And and all these immigrants, they got to do something about the immigrants. And I looked at her, and I and I didn't mean to to be so frank. And there were other Caucasian people in there, and I said, you know what? If that's the case, then you guys should be the first ones to go, because you guys were immigrants, and you came over here killing all these Native Americans, <laughs> and then you brought us over here and decided to 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 mess our minds up and mess our lives up and have us work in the lands of the Native Americans, when they were doing it themselves just fine for you because you're too lazy to do it. And then she, her mouth was wide open and she was looking at me. I said, so when you talk about immigrants, this is not your country. You told Cassie Yes, that? I said, this is not your country. So you can't lock anybody out unless you plan on walking out yourself. Wow. Now that's a reality check for your, and I won't <laughs> and, and say so, the word, but for your but, mind, I mean, that's a reality check. And and, and here's, here's another reality check. If everything originated out of Africa, and we are the original man, then if they want to find their true roots, they need to go find somebody in Africa. Well, actually, they need to go back to Spain because the Spaniards, is, and, and you know what, that's that's part of it too. But let's just let's just let's just stay in this vein. But what I'm going to say as far as a history lesson, because this is where I'm going with this, you know, reading history and finding out why the West. You know, because people were, the colonies were already settled in. They didn't want to go any further west. But California and places like that, they were inhabited by Native Americans. This whole country this, was. Right, but but they had pushed to the west. And they had their own commerce. Mm-hmm. And if you could see how abundant everything they had going on was, the white man was afraid to go that way because they were pretty hostile by this point. They had been pushed off their land. Well, yeah. So there was a lot going on. I'm going to share it with you later because I want to write it down and make sure that I have it. And I want to quote correctly, but I'm right. going to tell you. I'm I will research, tell you. I don't even have to write. I, I can tell you what it is, but I don't want to say. There are so many events that happened that would amaze you about why we're here in the first place, who came here, why they came here, and the disease and the destruction and the rape that they bought here. And and they did this, and they claimed this as their land. And then they turned around. And wrote the natives out of the Constitution. Constitution. And the reason why they did it is because they didn't want to be governed by Europe. But they definitely, definitely did not want to make an addition to the Constitution that would include Native Americans. So it, it, it's a hot mess. But I, I'll, I'll go into that next week. But what I want to say is, That's a conversation about it, the Constitution. It's, it's a conversation about the Constitution and where it all started. And, guys, let me tell you, when you look at it, they're just as afraid as anybody else of what could happen. That's why they're running toward the Donald Trump. They, they want to fight for what they stole. That's, mm-hmm. That is the truth right there. But uh, now I want to change slightly change the subject and get back to our topics because we are running out of time. No, I told and, you I was going to go there. And here is uh, what we're talking about today is we're defining teach people. What it's all about, it's all about our wealth and how we give it away willfully. So the superior power in black America is our spending power, truly. You know, the concept. Wait, teach people is the organization that will receive a portion of our $1.1 trillion spending and purposefully redirect that revenue back to the families and communities that generated it. Now, if you think about any organization that you support, there is no mechanism for a return to your neighborhood. But this is that mechanism. And and I'm going to tell you, I, I don't, I am not one to sound like a used car salesperson. I'm not one to reiterate over and over again. This is common sense. 
this these are things that we should feel in the depth of our heart and our soul that we need. We need our So money many back. people hear this plan and they're like the for instance, this weekend when we were at the Juneteenth Festival. Oh yeah, by people, the way, we did a tremendous, tremendous book signing. But finish your point. Go ahead. Okay. I'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what ended up happening, people were walking past and they were looking at our posters because our posters spoke about the $1.1 trillion that we spent. And they were looking like... They stopped. They stopped. They were like, Err! They wanted to see. Well, $1.1 trillion. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What, uh-huh. One lady said, we ain't got it. Daryl said, oh, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. That's what we spend collectively. And and look, the, the what is so amazing about that is that we outspend every other... Uh, uh, people in this country, and we are almost the smallest segment in the country. Hispanics, they are 35% of this population. That comes out to 109 million people. Let me break it down to you. We're going to feed our families. We're going to make sure our children have the best clothes. We're going to make sure our children have the best shoes. We may not have the money, but we're going to make sure that if 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 our kids are going to a school, it's a great school. We may not even be able to afford the tuition, but we're gonna do what we gotta do. And they're gonna look until good. we do what they until we can do what we wanna do. As women, professional women, and those that are not so professional, we want to look good. We buy the wigs, mm-hmm. we buy the weave, mm-hmm. we get our nails done, mm-hmm. we get our feet done. We 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 are the most. We gonna Bending hustle it feet. up. We're going to hustle it up and spend it. We're going to find a way to find a way to get it. We're going to make a way out of no way, and we're going to give it away. And we're going to spend it. And that's what we do. And we so, make a way out of no way, and we give it away. And, and something else. When we spend, we don't spend begrudgingly and think about, oh, I'm, I'm spending my now, life. No, we, we, spend, we freely, spend freely, and then we wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning with the, And it hits us then. Yay. Wait a minute. That was our gas money, that was and rent. now we're going to have a cold winter, <laughs> you know. And, but but that is our nature. But, but along but, with but that while nature. We thinking, while we're spending, we're thinking, okay, I'm going to rob Peter to pay Paul. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Okay, it'll be all right. But then when you wake up, it's like, oh, damn, I, I only had $5. <laughs> uh, well, even though we spend like that, but when we spend like that, we spend with a cheerful heart. But guess what? We generate $1.1 trillion, so we should be spending. Okay, so then that's another thing. We will take these holidays that are man-made, and we will buy hundreds, thousand dollars worth of Christmas gifts. Mm. Okay? Going debt. Send them off for $100, if you will. <clears throat> I did that last year. Yeah, he did it. To my, I sent sent a, a box to my grandkids. And it cost a hundred dollars. Uh, I spent I spent about three hundred dollars on gifts, and I'm thinking, okay, now I can send this, and they'll have a wonderful Christmas. And a personal touch. And I get the personal touch and everything. So I wrapped it all up real nice and pretty. I got to the scale. That person told me a hundred and one dollars. My wife looked at me and she saw me turn blue. And I said, <laughs> she didn't want to laugh. But I could look at her face and tell that she was cracking up on the inside. Because I kept telling her, we're stopping online and then have it delivered. Yes, she kept telling me that. But, but you don't get the personal touch like that. Yeah, but anyway, that's what that's where they get us. We have got to have those services of our own. In our own In neighborhood. Our own Let me tell you something. Out here they have a place called PostNet. You go to PostNet, you can you can send your, your, your mail off, you can do whatever you need to do, get your packages wrapped, send them off, make copies, things they got like that. that nationwide. Right, well, they do, but they have it at FedEx and UPS stores. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have smaller stores that do it, but we have, you know, something like PostNet. We need these things in our community. It's a franchise. I don't want to just have things in my community. I don't want to have to leave my community to go and find something. And buy nothing. I don't want to buy nothing in somebody else's neighborhood. I want to do it in my own neighborhood. If I want a fur coat, I want to go right to the corner store and get it. Not the corner store, but go down the block to Mrs. uh, Johnson's, who who specialize in high-priced, quality furs. Let me just tell you this. Let let me break this down. That's what I want. You know the farmers that raise those mink? Those are black farmers. Some of them are. A lot of them are. My grandfather was one of them. He had mink pens. 
But guess he what? Had a, wait, wait. He had a whole mink farm. The little ugly rat-looking animals had to be watered every day. And he was not a millionaire. And, and he was not a millionaire. But by the person that he sold the minks to yes. became a millionaire because yes. they, they rode on his back. Mm-hmm. He did all the hard work. He raised them. He fed them. He skinned them. He did all the hard work. And then he sold them to them. They sold them all together, and they made the million dollars. That's enterprising, but it's enterprising at a lower level. Now let me tell you one more story. Bring it up. One more story. This is why it's important for us to have grocery stores in our neighborhood. My uncle Marshall. My uncle Marshall had a grocery store on Forty Seventh and Cottage Grove. Forty Seventh and Cottage Grove in Chicago. But the reason why he had that grocery store, the reason why he opened it, is because he worked for a store that's no longer in existence called Dale Farm in Chicago. He and my granddad, my my other grandfather, not the one that raised the mink, and my mom's my mom's dad. And so anyway, they they were doing well. They both built homes. My grandfather built his home in the suburbs. And so he went into the store, and the the, the owner of the store found out that he built this home, and that he was all the way in the suburbs. And so he, he and his, they called each other brothers, went into the store. And, and my grandfather was the produce, produce manager, and my Uncle Marshall was the meat market manager. And, and he told my grandfather, he said, Willis, you either going to give me the keys to that house or the keys to the store. Now, that's, this was his boss. This was in the, and this was in the, in the 50s. The white, the white guy. He told him. he was working for him. My grandfather said, I'm going to give you the keys to your store. Now, he was making a nice penny for for a black man then, but he went ahead and started driving a bread truck until my Uncle Marshall opened up the grocery store. And that grocery store did very well on 47th and Cottage Grove, probably better than I, I know. My husband would know because he was out there. and He lived in that area for a long time and, and dealt with people in that area for a long time. But they did very well. And my grandfather died uh, shortly after that. But it was important, and they knew the importance of you're not going to take nothing away from me. And, and and walk away. Now, baby, we're running out of time, but I do want to lay this statistic down. She's talking about entrepreneurship in the black community. So I pulled a report. This is Black-Owned Businesses Growth 2016. Check this out. Black-owned businesses accounted for 28.2% of businesses in the District of Columbia, which led the nation, followed Followed by by Georgia, Georgia. where 20.4% of businesses were black-owned. And And Maryland, Maryland, where 19.3% of businesses were black-owned among among states. states. New New York York State had the largest total number with uh, 204,032 black-owned businesses. New York, y'all. Uh, and accounted for 10.6% of the nation's black-owned businesses, followed by Georgia, uh, with 183,874 black-owned businesses, 9.6% in Florida, with 181,437 businesses, which is 9.4% of total businesses that, that... opened up and grew in America in 2016. Tell me those statistics don't make a difference. They make a difference. This is the reason why we spend $1.1 trillion. This is the reason why we need to continue to build on that statistic. So if we are one of the fastest-growing businesses in America, why should we not grow a business that is dedicated to seeing us grow more businesses? Why should we not invest our money into something that's going to give us a return on that money? Why not start our own credit union? Why not Why do not that? Why not start our own online banking system? Why should Why we not? ask anybody right. for stuff that we already possess? We're not going to suffer. We're not going to walk around looking poor, acting poor. Mm-mm. We will be exactly where we belong. We are kings and queens of this earth. We are the original man, and we deserve everything that we work so hard for. That God for. has already given us. Yes. Here's the, here's the problem. We are ignorant in our own deceit because every time we go and spend money somewhere else, we make 
those people prosperous, and we neglect our own prosperity. Now, I don't want to hear anything about, I don't trust it. Because you trust in other communities and other cultures with your money. That's right. You're being taxed up your behind. You're trusting them, and, but they're telling you we ain't giving you nothing back. Let me just, you're trusting in that, and you're buying into that. You know, there was a song called Backstabbers. And and, and I tell you, I have That's anybody, not these people. It, these it, people are frontstabbers. They're frontstabbers. They get I, you right in I your will, face. I will tell you that I am in a system right now where I work very hard every day. And I am talking to individuals that are supposed to be advocates for me. And and when I tell you that they sit in that chair and cross their legs and act like they're my friend or want to have a good conversation with me and try to understand where I am and how I feel about things and try to see my point of view, what they're really doing is they're sitting back saying, this black woman is really tripping. And she, she thinks really, she's more than she and is. She, and, she, and she ain't nothing, and we're going to keep her right where we she gonna is. We're going to keep her down. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They can't keep us down. They can't, they've been trying for over 400 years. That has not worked. we spending $1.1 trillion. How is that down? How is that down? That's not down. And so we, we have so they to have failed. We have to recognize that we have that power. That is right. They we have failed. We have to recognize that. Yeah. But we don't recognize it. We have to find a way to get it through to our people that it's important. And and, and you know what? It's cool because you're gonna come, you're gonna come across some people, and I'm gonna say it like the Bible will say it, but I'm gonna put it in my own words. You're gonna come across some shifty black folk that all they wanna do is get you on board to their idea, and they're gonna come around you and get you to give them your money and spend your money and, and then they're gone. And then they go. But that's that is the nature of the church. It's not many churches. Church. In the black the community. They're they take the money and they leave the community. They don't put nothing back. They just take it and they go and they move into an area that is upscale and it is not in the same area where they're taking that money out and of. And it's not just so a church. It's, it's not, not just it's a not, church. It's not just a church. It's, the these, it's, these, church. it's these organizations where these people have some crazy greed. They're not talking about what they can do to help you. They're telling you that. But what they're thinking about is what they can do to help themselves. Now, See, you got to be transparent enough where... It's all about the people that you're helping and not about you. That is correct. Maybe I love that. Okay, so we got four minutes left. Let me just say this, three minutes. The reason why this show even exists is because I wrote a book called The Superior Power in Black America. And you can find it. It is the plan to create just what we're talking about right here. My book revealed to me that... We shouldn't leave that in nobody else's hands. We need to create this bank right now ourselves. So you can find this book. Tell me where I can get it, Monique. You can find it at Lulu.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Books, where you can read approximately 58 pages for free. And y'all know I don't like that. You can also tweet with us on Twitter at Landau, L-A-N-D-A-U, smooth. And visit our blog spot or our blog at Life with Landau. Life with Landau Smooth, I'm sorry, at blogspotradio.com. The guy is bad. Now, I will tell you this. You can go to Facebook, get notifications and updates. He puts something on there every day. But then you got to go to www.tspeeva.com, become a member. You you don't have to spend money right now. You don't have to spend any money. You get on that website. You read what we got going on. You join. You spread the word. Get it out there. We're not, we're, there is no monetary requirement Nothing. right now Nothing. if you join Teach People until we reach 5,000 members. Right now, we're closing up on about 100. We've only been open about six months, but we're closing up on 100 members. That's phenomenal growth. Once we get the 5,000 members, we can start, we will start collecting the $25 a month, which is the fee. It is non-refundable, y'all. It is the money that will do the work, y'all. This is where that but redistribution that money, comes from. That, that money will be will be transparent Redis- to you. Redistributed will be redistributed to you, to the and you will see it. everything that happens with it. But hey, guys, another honorable mention. We'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Productions again. We want to thank Imani Dawson. Amen. We want to thank Kenneth. Kenneth, where are you today? We miss you. Kenneth is at work. Oh, okay. My friend, and let me tell you something about my, 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 my friend, Kenneth. He's got his own show. It's called Black Urban America. And understand something. It's always very interesting.
interesting information that he's putting out. And and, and, and and it's raw. And And it's raw. Kenneth is passionate about his show. I love Kenneth because he helped me to become passionate about my show. So we just want to thank everybody for joining in tonight. And remember, great things happen when great minds converge. And so we want to say to everybody, including Imani uh, Dawson, thank you again for uh, being our promoter. And uh, you all, don't forget it.